Hello, everyone, and welcome to the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, where we've hit our first milestone here at the podcast. We've made it to 10. Who would have thought that during all of this COVID-19 nonsense, this fruitful podcast would have made it to 10 episodes? <laughs> we if did it's your it. first, yeah, We did. <laughs> and if it's your first time here at the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, we have riveting discussions and reviews on video games and even heated debates about movies and games as well as home to where I freak out about Animal Crossing at least once a month. <laughs> once a month, not once a week. We're going to base it out. Yeah. Last week was my once per month, and then I'll freak out next next <laughs> month. But if it's your first time here, my name is Barry. My name is Craig. And we're first going to go ahead and get into the news for the week. So I know everybody wants to hear the Xbox, our impressions on the Xbox gameplay thing that they did on YouTube. We're going to get to that. We're just going to go ahead through some of the smaller news first. Yep. First off, uh, during the Last of Us 2 leaks about the spoilers of the story, there was a even bigger leak, is what I would say it would be, uh, about Nintendo stuff. Uh, the source code for the Nintendo 64 GameCube and Wii uh, have all been leaked, making emulation even easier before, which this is a big deal because Nintendo hates emulation. And it's, they've done all of this stuff to stop emulation, and now that their source codes are out to the public, it's going to be even harder to stop it. Yeah, they may still try and take stuff down, but I feel like at this point, as soon as they take one down, another one's going to pop up somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, and there's already these established emulators that aren't going anywhere, like Dolphin, which yep. is really known for their GameCube emulation, really isn't going to go anywhere. And then on top of that, also there was un undone products or games that Nintendo never released that were also leaked. Take, for example, and I think the biggest one here is Nintendo was planning to do a Pokemon Pink uh, to go along with Pokemon Yellow, because they've always done this two-version two colors of the game and mm -hmm. i think besides when they combine the games to make like pokemon platinum i really do think of like pokemon pink was one of or yellow was one of the only games to really get its own special edition and not like a side counterpart right and yellow was still uh the same story as red and blue right for I the most remember. part yeah, yeah. what the the story was pretty much the same. The differences were as you know, you started with a Pikachu and you didn't have a choice between the three starters, Charmander, Bulbasaur, Squirtle. Yep. And then on top of that, you could get all three starters in in yellow without having to do any trading or anything like that. You would talk to NPCs, meet certain criteria, and then they'd give you that starter. Right. So the pink one that didn't come out would have had Jigglypuff, right? It's either Jigglypuff or Clefairy. The details are kind of slim on that, but uh, Jigglypuff has always been like a big part of the Pokemon franchise, just based based upon the anime. Mm -hmm. uh, Jigglypuff was definitely somebody that you know appeared in the anime often, and I know Clefairy is a very popular Pokemon amongst uh, like Pokemon gamers. Yeah. Now, was that ever like? Did it was it finished? Did they start it? Is there a prototype out there maybe? No, it was never it was never finished or started. I think for the most part Nintendo went, okay, we've already released red and blue. Then there's mm -hmm. green in Japan as well. They just decided much like how they made 
like Pokemon Platinum, its own like one edition thing. Maybe Pokemon Yellow was the starter of all that. Okay. To make, you know, a one edition where everything is kind of put into the game. Take, for example, you know, when they made Gold and Silver, there was Crystal. Right. Uh, for that one. And then a lot of the other games start to escape me. <laughs> There's but... been a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I only ever played, like, I played Red, Blue, and Yellow. I think I only played Silver. I don't think I played Gold or Crystal at all. I kind of skipped over all those ones. I think maybe I was kind of at that point aging out of Pokemon. And then once you get to a certain age, you get back into it again. At least for me, that was the case. Yeah, I definitely went through that sort of phase during like the black and the the black and white games, black and white two. like it kind of ended for me at Diamond and Pearl. Mm -hmm. I skipped black and white and then I picked it back up during the X and Y uh, for 3DS. Yeah. And then what was the last one on 3DS? Because I played a lot of that one, and I don't remember the name. Sun and Moon. Yeah, yeah, I played a lot of that. And then obviously the one that came out on Switch last yeah, year. Yeah, if, if they were for whatever reason to, you know, if Nintendo for whatever reason does have the original source code for this, they could probably release it for 40 bucks and it would sell. Absolutely. Because uh, it's, it's Pokemon, and everything they do is everything they do is gold for the most part. Yep, yeah, pretty much. They can't do no wrong. What if they remastered all of them? You know, use like the engine that they used for Sword and Shield. I think that could be something they could do. Yeah, and I have a feeling that they would. I feel like they're going to do more remasters based on the Let's Go mm -hmm. franchise that released on the Switch first, which was the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I feel like they would use that system to remaster more because it's they they want to appeal to the younger audience and i feel like let's go pikachu and eevee definitely appealed to you know the accessibility yeah uh, it was, i definitely bounced off of that one hard just because it's not what i wanted out of a pokemon game and i think for a lot of diehards it wasn't what they wanted but it was right. still it, they're trying to bring pokemon's always trying to rope in new kids younger kids who are just starting to play games for the first time and they already know saps like us are going to buy whatever Pokemon comes out next. They need yep. to figure out how to get the new kids into it, whether or not, you know, probably the next one's going to have Fortnite dances. But <laughs> I, I don't I don't really need that image in my head. Nope, absolutely not. So we'll go on to the next one. And mm -hmm. this is super recent news with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remaster. Yeah. Is so, going to... Go ahead. Sorry. I'm I was excited. just going to say, I know. I was just going to say it comes out September 4th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and it is the same team that did the Crash Bandicoot remaster. The floor is yours, Craig. <laughs> uh, $40 is what I saw, which is what I was hoping for. That's a good price for it. Um, we had the, I don't know if you remember, it was on, I think, PS3 and 360, maybe. They had the Tony Hawk HD remaster. Um, okay. So that came out a while ago, and I bought that. And it wasn't quite the same. They kind of mixed some levels from the first and second one together, made it look a little bit better, but it wasn't received very well. Um, so, I mean, the trailer for this dropped today, which is, you know, crazy. I watched it this morning and at first I thought I was like, oh, here comes that new Tony Hawk game. You know, we were all kind of hoping for, uh, but a remaster of one and two is a good place to go. looks like they got all the music back or at least most of it. Um, it looks impressive as far as, you know, this is definitely not a quick thing they put together. You could tell a lot of time went into remastering it. And obviously the people 
who did the Crash Bandicoot, that remaster was fantastic as well. So I think it's going to be very, very good. Well worth the 40 bucks, and maybe this will encourage them to make another one, another new one, or even remaster the Underground series. I'd be all about that. Yeah, I know. I wonder if there's any strange licensing stuff, because I know I remember playing the Underground series specifically on GameCube. And I yeah. don't know, did it come out for any other system or no? Yeah, it was on, uh, I had it on PlayStation 2. Um, I, I think it was on Xbox as well. The original Xbox, maybe. Okay. But yeah, with, um, like, I'm not, the Tony Hawk games were never as big to me, uh, at least especially 1 and 2. I know a lot of people love those games because they were the first ones for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for me, it's, it's definitely a big up for anybody who like was really looking forward to skateboarding games coming back. And if this game sells well, and I think, you know, the skating gaming community is, has to rally behind this in order to prove to people like EA that, you know, Hey, skate games are worth it. Start making right. another one, you idiots. Right. Or, um, the fact that maybe, you know, Sony that's now about to lose the exclusive rights to their baseball game next year maybe they find the rights to make some uh to start making tony hawk specific skater games Mm -hmm. exclusive to them yeah i mean i feel like it kind of goes on a circle here with certain types of games skateboarding being one of them and rhythm music based games being another where we get a whole bunch of them and then they go away for a little bit and then they come back i feel like we're starting to get hit that area where skateboarding games are really starting to come back you already have Session and Skater XL on PC, which with Skater XL coming to consoles and Switch later this year. Um, so I feel like we're starting to hit where we're going to see a Tony Hawk game, Skater XL, maybe a Skate. So prepare yourself for an overload again until everybody gets tired of them, probably. <laughs> <laughs> which I never do, but I know some people really got burnout on the Tony Hawk games. And then that last one they made, Pro Skater 5, which was just awful. Didn't leave a good taste in everybody's mouth. So this is a good place to start to build trust again. Yeah, for for the Tony Hawk games, my my main thing was like Underground was so crazy. And I know it was all like about that specific, you know, game was all about, you know, crazy rivalries and crazy Mm -hmm. tricks and everything like that. And the story was like honestly somewhat engaging for a kid my age. Yeah. So uh, I'm just uh, I'm. Wondering if maybe they do decide to uh, to remaster those games, though I think they would sell better, only because you have a lot of kids who've grown up now, and you know remember Underground, but don't remember Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two, and I don't think the story is that big in that game, nor like the crazy tricks. <laughs> yeah, there the first four Tony Hawk games before they went to Underground had no story; it was just levels. Um, yeah, it was uh, stages. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it wasn't until they went to underground that they started doing stories. So I don't know. We'll see how this goes with the younger generation. But obviously, people my age who grew up with the Tony Hawk games are, are going to be pre-ordering and buying this day one. Yeah. So I'm excited. We'll see how many other people are. I definitely, yeah. If, if the game sell, say, sells well, you will definitely see more 
of uh, more skating type games coming around. And, you know, based on your comment earlier, you know, we have the skating games, we have the music games. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping maybe we're just another five years out from maybe, you know, a rebirth of rock band or guitar hero. Yes. Because man, I would, I, I, I would die to have those and maybe it would bring down the price of, you know, trying to buy the instruments again because you yes. can't find them anymore. Yeah. I mean, the last I mean, rock band four, they had rivals and then guitar hero had uh I, I own it, but I'm blanking on the name because it was forgettable. But they completely changed the guitar on that one, which was not a good idea. Guitar kinda, Hero Live. Yeah, just kind of alienated, you know, everybody who was so used to playing with the five buttons and then they went with four buttons, you know, two side by side. It was just a weird, weird setup. So hopefully we do get some more rock band. They're still chugging along and putting out, you know, a couple songs every week here and there, but it's definitely not what it used to be. Yeah. All right, so then I know you have something set up for the uh, Xbox reveal, so I'll let you go into whatever news stories you still have to go through. Uh, that's going to be my main one, is that right there. Um, the Tony Hawk one was my other big one, and I was super pumped about it, and you already got it. So is there any other smaller ones you have? Nope, that's it for me. Let's go ahead and get into the gameplay then. All right, so... Or we're lack gonna... thereof. Or <laughs> lack thereof. All right, so we're going to go through them. Uh, I'll name the title. You give me a one through five on how well you think it's going to sell. I'll give you my one through five. And then later this year, maybe in the winter time, we go back and see how we did. So, yeah. I, yeah. I do a recap. Yeah. yeah. All right. See if we see if we're uh, profits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, first game, bright memory, infinite first person shooter kind of look like crisis. You have a sword, you have a zip line tool and it was the one that is created by a single person based out of China. So go ahead. So for me in this game, uh, I'm, I, I wanted to rate it a four, but I'm going to rate it at a three just because my fear is how much content can one person produce? Yeah. And I think the game looks gorgeous. I think the game will definitely have good gameplay and graphics and everything like that. But I am definitely scared of how how much story you could put i feel like it's going to be the order like 1884 1886 again for the playstation mm -hmm. that you know it was a great looking game and the story was good but it only lasted two hours or four hours right so i guess that's what i'm afraid of with this one this one for me is a four out of five just based on the fact that to me this is this is another rise from when the xbox one launched so this is a game that you put on for your friends when they come over to see the new console you know the series x in this case so you can show them what next gen looks like um to me it won't i don't think it'll really matter if the game's short um if it plays decent enough and it looks good this will be the one that everybody's gonna end up buying with their console just to show off how good it looks so i'm going for uh next one dirt five so Dirt 5 for me will probably end up being a 3 as long as it doesn't release anywhere close to the times of Forza Motorsport or the next Gran Turismo. I know that Dirt is a series that a lot of people do like for racing, but the the console exclusive racing games have gotten so big that it's the one that everybody gets now. And uh, for me, as long as Dirt 5 doesn't release anywhere close to them it'll be a three or a four but if it releases anywhere close to forza or something like that it's a one yeah i'm gonna go with three on this one too again based on the fact that it'll be around the same time 
as Forza. So it's not, I don't think it's going to sell as well if that's the case. Um, Dirt 3 for me was the one that I really, really loved. I think I've beaten that game like three or four times. It just hit the right note for me where it wasn't a super simulation type game. They had you know, some different things they put in there. They had like the X Games in there for Rallycross, which I thought was kind of cool at the time. And on the 360, it looked really good. But then when Dirt 4 came out, it, it went to like super simulation mode where you had to really put the time in to learn how the cars handled. And that's when they kind of lost me. So it's hard to tell from the trailer if they go back to like the more arcadey style, I think it would do better for them, especially if it's releasing alongside a Forza Motorsport instead of a Forza Horizon, because it could be kind of a, hey, if you don't want the super sim, super serious, you can have this and have a little bit more fun with it. Yeah, and I'm not the biggest fan of the motorsport series because I like the the street racing aspect. So right. uh, if if that's the case, then yeah, maybe it does sell a little bit better than I think it will. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, next one, Scorn. Go ahead. Uh, Scorn. <laughs> We've talked about we've talked about this uh, amongst ourselves before this podcast, and for me, if anybody remembers the game Agony that came out, that was practically just shock value, phallic circles of hell type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it if for me, it's for me, it's gonna be a two. Uh, I would put it at a one, but because Xbox is backing it, there has to be some reason why. Whether it's this ingenuity of gameplay that comes with this game or the story is going to be out of this world but even with that it it has to be a one or a two agony didn't sell well i don't see this one either yeah this one's going to be a one for me but if any of these going back and looking at them you know later in the year if any of them i'm going to be the farthest off on it might be this one because it could turn out to be a very good game like you said but i just from what they showed it, it doesn't look anything up like remotely appealing to me so i'm going one and i could be very very wrong but that's where i'm gonna go yeah okay uh chorus which was the space combat sim game type deal with the woman pilot in the cutscenes, and she was saying weird things that i don't remember because the trailer was forgettable but anyway go ahead yeah this game uh like this game for me it's probably going to be a two uh if it just doesn't look that inspired. Like space combat is cool. Like we all remember Star Fox sixty four and how much fun that was, and nothing's ever really hit like that since then. So if it's space combat and it, um, it if it's anything like Mass Effect, because I did get a little bit of a Mass Effect cyberpunk feel from this, mm-hmm. uh, then maybe it sells well. Uh, but it has to. People want something like Mass Effect again. Like people have been more clamoring for like a remaster of all three of those games. So if it's, if it's anything like, uh, I feel like this is the one that I will be the farthest on, uh, (laughs) because there's a chance that this game's incredible. And, you know, the trailer just did a, a disservice to what the game was trying to sell. So two, I'm going to say two, I'm going to say one, just based on the fact that the only thing they showed in the trailer was space combat. So if this game is just space combat, I, can't think of a game recently that was space combat on a console that sold well at all um i I can think of like a couple that came out but none of them did well so this is a one for me and next one madden 21 madden 21 uh this game is 
I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this will be my first five. Uh, it is a it's a it's a Madden game which they always sell well. It's the first Madden game that's going to be on the next gen. So and as long as it's a release title, the game's going to sell regardless of what I think of it. So uh, Madden Twenty One is is a five for me. It, it'll sell very well. Yep, this is a five for me too. It's going to be the one you buy with your console. It's going to be the one that moms buy for their kids for Christmas with the console. I think historically, when you go back and look at sports games that come out the first year of a console, it's usually the following year where you start seeing a bigger difference in graphics wise, because in this trail, I, I didn't think that it looked that much better, but they also showed like five seconds of gameplay. So I'm going to go five, but I think next year is where we'll see the big jump in graphics on that one. Or the big jump in gameplay more yeah. uh, more than likely. Because graphics, I feel like you'll be able to get a decent amount of it right out of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, y- you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go with a prediction here. Okay. When the when the Black Friday season comes out, and mm-hmm. we all re- we, we both and everybody else knows that inevitably these games go to 40 bucks during Black Friday. Yep. The next gen versions aren't going to go on Black Friday sale. They're going to stay at 60 bucks. That's yep. my prediction. But in that case, you could just buy the Xbox One version for cheaper and then but, do the upgrade. Yeah, but the people who are on PS4 that don't know any better true uh, might not true. might not get the chance <laughs> i i would be surprised if ea and so- sony don't go okay we'll allow you to upgrade for free on playstation as well I, I would be really surprised if that's something that xbox tied up exclusively yeah and how about vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 so this game is going to be a three for me. Like I have no idea what this game's about. I know the first one is much older and I've yep. never heard of the first one until you told me that there was a first one. Uh, the, the game looks interesting to me. I, I guess you're playing as vampires and mm-hmm. you're, I, it, it looks like you'd be able to make decisions and everything like that. And, you know, make your own story and everybody's obsessed with like this weird seventies dancing, you know, snapping, tapping your feet type of dance to it. Yep. Uh, so I I'm interested to see what the game, I'm interested to see more gameplay because all they really showed was like, and I'm not sure if that type of like face that they were making, like the dead people do is like iconic to that series. Yeah. But I'm not you, sure. But, you know, the one guy that, you know, it opens up with a video of these people tied to fish hooks and their, you know, mouths are doing like that. I don't even know what it's called. It's that really wide smile grin and, you know, their teeth and eyes are popping out. I don't know if that's something that's signature to that to their style of game, but uh, it, it has me interested, which I guess is better than, you know, what some of the some of these other games did. Yeah, I mean, you tied it up pretty nicely. I think it's a solid three. You're going to get the people who played the original who are going to want to play this again, and it might hit some new audience, but I don't think it's going to be like a ridiculous hit. How about Call of the Sea? Call of the Sea is the pirate game. Yeah, it takes place in the 30s. You already have um, Sea of Thieves. Mm -hmm. And then this, which we know Sea of Thieves is going to work on the Xbox Series X. That's undoubted. Right. But um, I guess this game... It's probably a two for me. Uh, I feel like the pirate thing is way overplayed. Uh, And I know as much as people really liked, you know, Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, pirates, everybody loves pirates. I I feel like pirates are starting to get super overplayed again. You know, Sea of Thieves was 
you know, it was apparently a disaster at the start, and it's a lot better now. But uh, I, I don't see this game doing that well because I think people are going to be able to play Sea of Thieves on right. um, on the Xbox Series X and why go from one pirate game to another, I guess. Yeah, I want to say two as well, but this also could be a game that sneaks up and ends up being very, very good and could end up on some people's, you know, I feel like game of the year list, maybe if it's done really well and maybe people play it later, but I don't think it's going to sell well at the beginning. Uh, how about The Ascent? This was the uh, cyberpunk style game that was top down, kind of like a Diablo. Yeah, um, and I know like these games are like some of these games have like huge followings. But this game for me, it it seems like a very a very much smaller title compared to some of the other grander stuff that they showed off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the two as well here. It's I I'm probably more leaning toward one, but I'm going to give it the benefit of a doubt for the two. I'm gonna go three. Um, I'm a sucker for these type of games, and I feel like these games usually sell pretty well. But I think it's all gonna depend on the price. If this comes in at like sixty dollars, I don't think it's gonna sell well. But if this is something that gets released on the xbox store for 30 bucks or 40 bucks i think it could sell pretty well especially if people are running out of things to play yeah uh how about the medium do you remember that one the medium yep yes i do i I do remember that one that game i guess was also something that was i was pretty interested in Mm -hmm. um it looks like there are two separate worlds and I think something along the lines of the phrase was things are not as they seem or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's another trailer that I didn't see a lot of gameplay from and was very cryptic in what they're trying to show you. So uh, I, I don't uh, three. Okay. I'm going to go with four on this one just because I got evil within vibes um, from this game and that game sold pretty well. And I think this could be a game that is different enough for people who don't, you know, who are getting new consoles, but don't want the normal, like the Madden or whatever, or Halo even at that point. So I'm going to go with four. I think this one's going to sell pretty well. All right. And then the next one is going to be your favorite Scarlet Nexus. Okay. Personally, <laughs> I want this to sell really well. I want this to be a four. Okay. Um, I have a feeling if this game is more like Code Vein. Mm-hmm. and it's a release title i feel like it could sell to four okay. um but i'm gonna be on the safe side and put a three uh it seems very generic in its anime style and the fact that it's uh like you know the uh the main person you'll be playing as has kinesis abilities so you're gonna be able to throw stuff at enemies uh i'm, I'm pretty excited for this game because i like the anime type jrpg type game Mm-hmm. So I'm just uh, I'm hoping it lives up to my expectations, but I don't see everybody getting into it. I'm going to go two, And the main reason I'm going two on this one is they didn't say whether or not this is an Xbox exclusive. But when you get into this type of game where, you know, it has like an anime style look to it that usually sells better on the PlayStation than it does on the Xbox. You're absolutely right. So it all depends. So if this is something that's cross platform, which they haven't said then I think it'll do okay. But if it's just on the Xbox, I think it's probably the wrong console for it. So I'm going to go two. Uh, how about Second Extinction? First person shooter from Avalanche Studios. This is the one with the dinosaurs that look like Turok. Correct, yeah. Um, this game definitely, I, I think it's my, 
I'm very optimistic for this game. I'm going to put it out at four, mm-hmm. primarily because it looks like it's going to be one of the main games with a basis of, you know, play with your friends. And what matters a lot to people these days is being able to play games with your friends. You're going to have, of course, the new Call of Duty that comes out for this uh, for the next-gen consoles as well. But this is going to be one that comes out and is something else to play than other than just Call of Duty. I think it'll do well. I think it's a four. Yeah, I think this one's going to do pretty well for the main reason that you said there. This is going to be a multiplayer game, which a lot of these other ones look like they're just single-player based. I think it's going to be a three for me because I just think it's going to get buried underneath Call of Duty and all the other shooters that are going to be out there. But I think it's going to do decent enough. Yeah. All right, and then we have yakuza like a dragon so the yakuza franchise is something i've never gotten into but i have heard a lot about Mm -hmm. uh it's pretty much it's a gta it's a very gta like game uh it looks like it takes things to the next level with like crazy (laughs) cinematics martial arts weapons and everything like that um based on how much traction that the the yakuza series has gained over these past couple years with good recent franchises i'm putting it a four Okay. Yep. I'm going to go four on this one as well. I thought about going five, but that's just my bias to the Yakuza games coming in. I mean, Yakuza has always been, it's a wackier GTA that's just focused on hand to hand combat and not weapons really like no guns or anything like that. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm slightly biased to think that it sells very well over here. I know it sells well overseas, but I just don't know how it actually does over here. So I don't know, like me being excited about it, I don't know if that translates to a lot of people, but I think four is is pretty safe. I think this one's going to do pretty well. And then the last one was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So Assassin's Creed for me, and I'll say this now, I'm trying to get back into it. I am right now trying to play through Origins when I have free time. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for me, it's, it's Assassin's Creed. It's a launch title. It's going to sell well. It's a five. Okay. Uh, how the game actually like ends up reviewing is probably what interests me the most. Uh, there's these people that really like the new way that Assassin's Creed is gone with more of the loot-based RPG-type things, and there are a lot of people who really like the old um, Assassin's Creed where it was very, very light RPG-type things, and your main focus was stealthing around killing people with you know your Assassin's Blade, which showed up in that CGI trailer. Right. So I'm hoping maybe there's a blend of the two with it, but I definitely I I want this game to to bring me back into Assassin's Creed, uh, more so than Origins or Odyssey. Um, and I know that they've said that Valhalla is even smaller than Odyssey because of the complaints of Odyssey being too big. Yeah. Which is insane to me, but. <laughs> Yeah, we got to we've come from where everybody wanted games to be bigger and bigger and bigger to now everybody's like, all right, we're too big now. We need to cut it back a little bit. Um, I think this is a five for sure, because other than Madden, this is the only big title that we know of so far um, that's been officially announced. So this is a five. I, I've decided over the past couple of years, having tried the Assassin's Creed games, that they're just not for me. So I know this game is something I'll probably try, but I can almost guarantee you I won't get through the whole thing. But this is definitely going to be a game that pretty much I think everybody's going to buy for their new console. 
Yeah, and the Norse mythology stuff is more popular than ever now. God yeah. of War on PlayStation really, like, sore, you know, brought people to the forefront. Like, Greek mythology is something that everybody, like, learns in school almost. Mm-hmm. Norse mythology got really popular with, uh, with God of War. And I think if they play more into the mythology part where you even saw in the trailer where, you know, the main character screamed, Odin is with us. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, if, if they go into the more mythology part of it, I really think like this game will speak even more to me because I like the mythology type, uh, ancient mythology so much, you know, I'm, as I've quoted before and I'll say it again, I am a white girl for Greek <laughs> mythology and also Norse. I'm going to add Norse to that. Yeah. God of War was definitely a good good way to get everybody interested in it because it was such a well done game. So hopefully, you know, they've had a, what two years now of pretty good games, you know, received well. So I don't think this will be any different. Yeah, and I and I'm trying to remember they did take two years off for this, right? Yeah, because I think it was Origins and Odyssey, and then we didn't have one this holiday season, right? So yep. there's yeah yeah that is so hopefully two years is enough of a gap. Um, I know like for Call of Duty, especially I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say like, yeah, there's three different developers working on it mm-hmm. and they rotate every year, but I've heard that like even three years sometimes isn't enough for these guys, uh, to, to make a good Call of Duty and make it more different from the last. Right. So I'm, I'm hoping two years was enough for them. And I'm even reading an article here that says that, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will run at a minimum of 30 (laughs) frames a second on the Series X. Yeah. So, you know, I I know this console is all about, you know, frames per second. You know, we're going to get you to 120 FPS, you know, eat your heart out, computer gamers. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it remains to be seen whether or not it struggles at 120 FPS or if we can actually get there. Yeah. Yeah, I would. You would hope that that would be the standard. I had also read something today that they were aiming the Xbox Series X is aiming for sixty frames per second, and that's the standard they want to shoot for. But that not every game is going to hit that. So, I mean, that's a big ask, and I think thirty is probably more reasonable. <laughs> Give me a steady thirty at four K, and I think I'll be happy. Or, you know, for me, I'd expect it to be at 60 at 4K without much of a problem. Yeah. Um, And especially with TVs now, like especially this year's models, having HDMI 2.1 and more TVs now than ever can get up to 120 hertz. Uh, We're going to see a lot of people buying TVs specifically for, uh, for these games. And games now have become more of a social experience than ever. Uh, So... Hopefully, uh, you know, and this is just my my hope for the next gen consoles is that we can reach 4K at, you know, 120 frames. And then, you know, all those people who bought into 8K have a reason to celebrate because it'll do 8K at 30 frames a second. I, I really don't know. Yeah, that'd be nice. We have to wait and see. But yeah, that was all the games for Xbox. Game, yep. Gameplay in quotation marks. <laughs> because everybody was upset that there wasn't any yep and they should Which, have just not said that it was gameplay and i think everybody would have been fine yeah and i know they've come out with a lot of uh i they've come out with a lot of press the past couple of days going hey we're sorry we told you gameplay you know we you didn't see that much gameplay like i know the 
the Twitter account for Xbox was really coy with it and was like, oh, you guys expected gameplay. We had gameplay, but that wasn't enough for you guys. <laughs> so it's it's interesting to see. And I know that Xbox is like, okay, you know, if there's not that much gameplay in it, you know, we'll specify it as just a demo or trailer reel. Yeah, uh, I think all, all they have to do to fix it is when they do their their next one in July, you know, their big one in July with the first party games. Really all you got to do is, you know, put put the controller in somebody's hand and show them playing Halo and I think everybody will forgive them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and that was our pretty much general view about the Xbox gameplay reveal. Underwhelming from my point of view uh for the most part, but let's go ahead and get into our games played for the week. Yep. Go ahead. I yeah, I was uh, I was not home for the Mother's Day weekend. I went to go visit my mother, despite everything telling me uh, that I shouldn't. <laughs> How uh, dare but you? I, yeah, I decided to do so, which means I spent a lot of time on my Switch this week. So the games might are going to kind of be out there and probably out to uh, not my typical type of games. So what I'm going to first do is the game I spent the most time with. For whatever reason, it was a. It's called Fate Extella Link. This okay. game is based on the Fate Stay franchise. It's an anime that I've uh, that I've watched uh, the whole series through. The game is pretty much a samurai warriors game uh, where you play as one character and you're just mowing down thousands of enemies. Uh, for me, uh, I actually the more I played it, the more I decided to like it because this is a game that doesn't require and for me it doesn't require a lot of thought it's something it is so easily can be picked up and played and then put down and then picked up and played later because the story in these games don't matter as much as you know playing all of the different uh servants or heroes that you can take control of and there's i believe like over 20 there's over 20 heroes that you can take control of, which i really do enjoy each have a play style all to their own, and it has a, a lot of callbacks to the anime. So while this game is fairly niche for the most part, if you like the Samurai Warriors game, I'd say this is a buy. Uh, I spent a lot more time than I would have thought playing this game. And uh, Does it play like a Dynasty Warriors? Yes, yes, okay. Dynasty Warriors. Okay. I've never heard of the anime, but I, I can at least relate to like a Dynasty Warriors type game. Was it like a full $60 game? So it's not a full $60. It, it was. When okay. I bought it, it was $20. Uh, but what I what particularly I like about the Fate series is the heroes or servants that you take control of are based off of ancient mythologies, whether it's Greek, ancient Egyptian, Hindu, Indian. Like they all have their different like mythologies and legends to them. And for example, the main hero in this, uh, King Arthur, is a girl. Okay. Uh, and, you know, she's completely badass. It's it, it's a fun game to just kind of lose yourself into. And like I said, it, it took me by surprise. And I, I, I enjoyed the game. And it didn't require, you know, me to... It didn't require me to pay too much attention to the story because I'm just too busy beating up thousands of bad dudes. <laughs> and you beat it in a weekend? Uh, no, I'm not even done the game. I finished oh, okay. there. There's like three storyline scenarios that you can go through. I finished two of them. And then the third one, you kind of have to grind a little bit before you can start the third one. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I grinded a little bit and I can now start the third one if I want to. Okay. Interesting. I'd never heard of it. 
That it, I'm assuming it's just digital, right? Because I don't think I've ever seen it physical. The game was physical at one point. Okay. Um, this, this game, I believe, is older. I don't think it's new by any means. Um, but there's like the Fate Extella Link, and then there's Fate Extella Link Umbral Star, which is like <laughs> the next part of that, which is like the sequel to the to the game. Uh, but it's it's fun. Okay. What else? Uh, I played Drawful Two with my family. Okay. Uh, I had never. I, I've played the Jack's Party, uh, the Jack Party Pack games before, but this was the first time I played Drawful Two. And if if you're looking for a family fun game, it is really only ten bucks. And if you have a bunch of your friends over or a bunch of your family, and you're just looking to maybe play a more a more streamlined game for everybody. Uh, Drawful two is excellent for it. It, as I mentioned, was only 10 bucks. And uh, for the little time that I played with it, with my family, I really enjoyed it. It's kind of just like fun, ridiculous drawing and everybody makes fun of each other's drawings. Uh, But it's, um, it's a fun game and you can make your own prompts on top of that. So if you have a group of close friends where you have all these inside jokes or all these memories that, you know, you want people to depict drawing, then I, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a really good game. I enjoyed it. Yeah. That was a couple of weeks ago. That was like the pick that we would play. My family would play every night. Um, there was a, a short period of time where it was free on Xbox. So that's when I downloaded it. And we had a ton of fun. I think we played it every night for about a week or two weeks straight. Um, it's a good game. I mean, there's some stuff, you know, with a kid who's eight, there's some stuff that she didn't understand what they, what the, you know, the saying was, but she still had a good time. And the fact that like you get points, like if you're not, if you're the one, the one you drew isn't up there and it's the other people's, you get points if you come up with a, uh, what you think the phrase is and then the other people pick it, you get points for, which I thought was kind of cool. So you're like trying your best to come up with something that'll get people to not pick the right answer. So it's definitely a fun party game. I really, really liked it. What else? I was then able to get into the bravely default Two demo. Okay. Uh, It is a game. uh, The other two games were on the Nintendo 3ds and DS uh, I really like this game, particularly just because one, the story in the first one was whack. There was time traveling, people <laughs> from the future. It was it was a really hard storyline to keep uh, like to keep contained, but it was a long game. What I really liked about the combat is that in the Bravely Default series, you can do one of two things: you can either guard, and that brings your um, default meter up, which means you can attack twice the next round if you want to. Or you can go into debt and attack like four times straight and get a minus four, but your character can't attack for four turns after that. So it's a, it's kind of fun trying to figure out whether you want to risk or reward or, you know, if you found the enemy's weakness or if it's a big boss and you're running low on health, do I, you know, go into debt and worry about this person not being able to do anything for four turns Or do I guard and try to heal, you know, heal up and try to get everybody's default meter up so that way you can just do a whole bunch of attacks all in a row next time? Uh, It's been a a turn-based strategy game uh, thing that was very unique to me. And I think uh, this game was going to go on 
we'll just add to that. But the voice acting is a little weird, especially for Nintendo standards. There's a bunch of um, it's a definitely a bunch of foreign voice actors who are speaking English. And I get that they're trying to give it this like other world type field where you have all of these different accents because there's like an Irish person. There's an Australian mm-hmm. uh, accent in there. So it's um, it's interesting to play through. But uh, people who love the Bravely Default series are really going to like this. And because I I don't know how much this game's going to go into the previous events of the first and 1.5 version is what i'll you bravely you know i think it was bravely default second layer or something like that <laughs> sounds like a kingdom hearts title yeah and you know the at least at least it's not as convoluted as the kingdom hearts titles right but it's a it it, it was a fun demo i definitely it definitely you know had me has good hopes for me when it comes to the rest of the series okay you just played the demo is the game out yet the second one no okay. uh no it is released for 2020 that is the expected date okay uh but there is no official date yet okay cool anything else yeah i've got two more but these okay. are going to be computer games all right uh for me uh it would be risk of rain 2 which i played on my brother's computer it's this procedurally generated uh type game where you're uh you and it's up to four player co-op you can drop down on a planet the only goal is to find the teleporter and beat the boss afterward but there are all these like minion type enemies that you kill you gain levels or you can get items that help your character uh grow and have a better chance of surviving uh the boss battles but the longer you wait to activate the teleporter the game's difficulty goes up okay so there's this trade-off of do i take the time and you know try to gather items or do i go to the teleporter as soon as possible in order to make this boss fight as easy as possible uh it's it's a fun little risk reward thing and i feel all of the characters which i think there's about eight playable ones right now the game's in early access so there should be more later but all the characters have this very unique feel i spent a lot of time as this class called the loader it's a melee class that can he pulls out a rope much like spider-man and can swing at high speeds and then he has a charge dash which goes at high speed so you're kind of like uh you're kind of doing your dash to get your enemies and then you can swing away uh so that they don't hit you so it was fun playing him there's a mercenary class with a sword there are a couple gunman classes so the the game kind of took me by surprise with how much i enjoyed it uh but with with a couple of buddies it's uh it's a different experience every time you kind of can't get bored of it okay and it's it's a third person right yes it's yes it is third person i thought so all right cool i'll have to check that one out it looks pretty cool i was just looking at like some videos and stuff of it yeah and then the other game is total warhammer 2 and i've been kind of on a age of empires kick lately and my brother's had this game on his computer as well it's more like high scale like type war thing it's more civ than age of empires which civ civ kind of uh intimidates me because that game is such a deep turn-based battle game and treaties game this is a lot like that Mm -hmm. uh but it's more based in um like mythology type stuff where there's 
you know, high elves and dark orcs and lizard people that he was fighting. Um, the the battle's more on strategy, and you can go into debt and create all these armies. Uh, the the games the game's fun from a tactical standpoint. If you like thinking tactically, and uh, you know, getting to defeat your enemies that way, it's a fun game. But this is not a quick game. I'm going to say that for sure. Um, this game is like if you're playing with your friends, it is a multiple. You know, it can be a multiple month or a multiple week game if you meet up daily to play oh, wow. for a couple hours. So it's it's a big game and it was a little bit intimidating at first, but I had someone to help me kind of understand what, you know, how to move your soldiers in position, how to take control of a battlefield and how kind of all of the options which you know you could after defeating people siege the town or um or just full on take it over and start charging people a bunch of attacks it's very intricate like civ is but it's more in the medieval times which i prefer okay i never really got into any of those type of games like civ or warhammer it was the same reason like they were just super intimidating if you're if you don't play those type of games to try to jump into it it's just a lot gets thrown at you but it does look cool but then uh, those those were the games i played okay um, I didn't play a whole lot of new games this week. Uh, my family and I, we did finish moving out this week. Uh, we played it just about every single night for about an hour or so. Um, so probably a total of you know, five or six hours to beat all the levels. And they do give you the option, uh, you know, every level is timed. So you can get a silver or bronze, silver, or gold ranking. So you always have the option to go back and get all those. And then every level has three objectives that you can do as well. Um, we haven't gone back and do that, done that yet, because that's the games can get frustrating enough, just like Overcooked did. But we did get through all the actual missions, which was kind of cool. So it's definitely a fun game. I really liked playing it every night. It's it's fun to find a game that everybody can play. Um, usually most of the time when I'm playing games, it's by myself. So it's cool to find one just like Drawful that everybody can get into and have a good time. Uh, besides that, I did play uh, Neo 2 this week. And, yeah. you know, on a side note, I did not play the first one at all. So I went into this one completely blind. I was a little surprised at the amount of customization that you have in this game as far as your character goes. I'm so used to like with these type of games, like a Dark Souls type game. Um, that your character is pretty much picked for you. Um, Dark Souls, I guess you could pick your class and that kind of stuff, but this gives you full customization over what you look like, what yeah. weapons, you, what weapons you want to use, all that good stuff. But again, uh, it's a very hard game, and it's also an intimidating game for me because I'm not very good at them, and I don't usually take the time to figure them out and get good at them. This is more a game that's up your alley, I would assume. But uh, I'm definitely going to stick with it and see if I can at least get past the first boss, which I have not yet, which was about, <laughs> it was like 10 minutes into the game. And I think I've died like 15 or 20 times already. So I, I don't know. Like I'm so used to when I play those games, trying to dodge attacks. And like I, with this specific boss, the dodge, she doesn't, my character doesn't dodge enough out of the way. So I got to figure something else out. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With those games, it's so much figuring out how to do like certain things and being knowing, knowing when to attack and knowing when to like keep your distance. Yeah. I, 
I beat the first one, and I Neo uh, Neo one definitely showed its age for me, especially <laughs> playing it now. Mm-hmm. But um, if when you beat that first boss, you'll know whether or not this uh, whether or not you know you're you're into this game or not. Is yeah. how I've kind of uh, learned as much as I have. Yeah, and I mean the story seems okay. Um, it's pretty typical, but. I think it's just, you know, they don't tell you, obviously, with those type of games, how, you know, all the ways you can dodge or block or parry and all that. So you just have to take the time. So I definitely want to give it a chance. I have the time right now. There isn't really anything out now that we're done with Final Fantasy. So I have a good couple weeks until Last of Us comes out. So this this is the time to really kind of dig into it and figure out if I can actually get through one of these games or not. Yeah. And then uh, the other one I played was MLB The Show 20. And I have not played a baseball game in probably a good five or six years, I think. The last one I played wasn't MLB The Show, but for whatever reason, I think it was on PS3. I could not figure out back then the batting, and I got super frustrated, and I just never touched a baseball game again until now. But they do give you the option to have three different types of Uh, ways to bat you have your typical you know press square for power and i think x is like a normal swing yeah um, which is what i've been using uh and then they had the other style which is what frustrated me before where you have to kind of move the analog stick into the area where the pitch is going which i will not use because that's what made me mad before (laughs) (laughs) um but it seems good i mean it looks good those those games always look great um, this is the last year that it's a PS4 exclusive. I did look it up. So it is coming to Xbox and PS4 next year, which will be interesting to see the show on an Xbox console. Um, I dipped a little bit into the the career mode or whatever they're calling it, road to the show. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And man, they put a lot into that. I'm used to like the NBA 2K career mode where it's kind of, you know, they have the first couple hours of that is scripted and then after that they just kind of release you into the game and they're like hey you can play your games go train and all that this is much more in depth there's a lot of like rpg elements they throw into there which i think is pretty cool yeah it it definitely keeps it entertaining and i'm I'm still in the minor leagues so i'm definitely going to keep going with that again i'm not a huge baseball fan but it's enough to keep me entertained and interested in the story of it so I'll definitely keep playing both of those at least until something else comes out. But that's pretty much all I played this week. Okay, yeah, like for MLB, uh, like Road to the Show is definitely where a lot of people find their time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will admit there are a lot of frustrations to the batting game, uh, to the to the batting yeah. when it comes to figuring out, you know, which way is better and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm... What's going to be really interesting is next year when it comes out for Xbox, like people who are buying it on Xbox are going to get a big fat PlayStation logo on the, <laughs> on, the on their screen, yeah. and anybody who's like still part of this, oh Xbox is the best elite, yeah. to have to have that PlayStation logo is good, like just pop right up <laughs> in your pop on your screen because you know you're a huge baseball fan too. Mm-hmm. while being part of this Xbox, you know, elitism sort of thing is is going to be funny. Uh and uh for for PlayStation, you know, it, it sucks that you're losing a huge exclusive, but Sony's just going to make a ton more money. 
Yeah. You know, uh, selling it. And there's going to be some sort of thing where, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, oh, you know, you guys don't get to play Road to the Show for an entire year. You yeah. idiots. Yeah, I could see you know, that. I don't think it's going to be that egregious, but that's an example of something that, you know, where, you know, all of these, exclu- you know, exclusivity deals where, you know, we Xbox didn't get Modern Warfare for Modern Warfare 2 remaster for a whole month. Yeah. Before Xbox did. And it's. And they're I also feel, not getting Final Fantasy for like a year. Yeah. Which I, I think that's like the most egregious one that we've like seen so far with this exclusivity stuff. I just, I don't know how far you can actually take it. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. But uh, for. For Sony, they're going to make more money, and hopefully, it just goes into making more more games. Yeah, fun some more single player type games because that definitely seems to be their trademark and what they've been killing it with lately. Yeah. All right. So that's going to be it for games. For movies, I really only have one thing I watched, and I know for Craig, it's about the same. Yeah. Uh, for me, I went ahead and watched The Outer Banks on uh, Netflix. I'll start first off. Based on the trailer, this movie didn't, or sorry, this show did not look like it was for me. Uh, it, it just looks like a bunch of chads. And, <laughs> yeah, they're definitely uh, chads. <laughs> and a bunch of, and you know, hot women at the beach and that kind of thing, which I didn't think that th- there would be more to it than that, but there is. Mm -hmm. uh the main character jp has a really fascinating storyline um the characters that you that you watch uh, and see grow is is definitely interesting they left it on a hook for probably a season two because it is getting reviewed quite well Uh, i think it was sitting at a 70 on rotten tomatoes and a 7.3 on imdb Mm -hmm. so the um the show's doing well and if if Netflix did a better job of marketing that trailer, I probably would have watched it without my parents there. But mm-hmm. uh, it's, I I'm not trying to spoil any of it to so people can definitely. Uh, yeah, because I'm only like four episodes in, so. Yeah, so I really don't <laughs> want to go into any spoilers or anything like that, or you know why the story gets so exciting. I mean, basic but, premise from you know the beginning at least is a little bit of like a treasure hunt kind of. Yep, yep. So they're yeah. looking for buried treasure <laughs> or a lost yeah. ship. Yeah, that's that, that's essentially it. And I didn't, need, and I wasn't even going to say anything about that either. <laughs> that's in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, I. It was one of like I try like every week or so I'll go through on Netflix and go through all the coming soon, and I'll try to watch a bunch of the trailers, and then I'll add stuff to my list that looks interesting. And I had added this one, but I had been putting off watching it because definitely from the trailer, I was like, this, I don't know if this is something I'm going to be interested in. Like the idea of a, you know, treasure type hunt is pretty cool. But again, like those main characters in the trailer, they don't translate well. They just look like complete idiots. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I kept seeing it. And when you go into Netflix, like the top 10 for the week, it was there. Like it kept showing up there for me. And I was like, ah, I should probably check it out. And I got through. I think the first two episodes and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. So I'm definitely excited to finish that. Um, I got a bunch of stuff I'm trying to finish, but I also fell into the trap of rewatching old shows. So like I started Westworld over, um, I started watching Chuck again because uh, my wife had never seen Chuck. And I'm also watching 
almost done with Kim's Convenience on Netflix as well, which was yeah. another which is another one that I had added to my list as a oh, I'll get to it. And I watched like the first two episodes of the first season and there's four seasons and I'm on the fourth season already. So definitely that one sucked me in pretty quick. Yeah, uh, for for me, when it comes to Netflix stuff, uh, it's it's getting hard to keep up with all the stuff that they're coming out with. Uh, and hopefully like I plan on watching birds of prey sometime this week. Yeah. Uh, just because I know you had suggested it to me and I like, I like the DC movies, especially now they're a lot better than they were. Right. And I still, and I, and I'm a heartless plug for saying I like, uh, I like justice league, but uh, <laughs> that's because it's just fun and that's all a movie needs to be for me. Yeah. So, uh, if, yeah, I'll, I mean, that go- next week. Netflix has been, killing it with just release after release right now and it's come at the right time because we definitely hit that dead period for movies the only thing i think that i've noticed is coming out anytime soon is scoob comes out uh i think this friday um which is you know a animated scooby-doo movie and that's pretty much it so netflix needs to keep coming out with stuff to give us something to do yeah for sure no games no movies that's a that's a boring life yeah, especially with especially with all the movie drama that's going on, and I only hope that it gets fixed, you know, from from a lot of movies moviegoers' perspective. So I'll, yeah, I'll try to catch up on movies, but it definitely is the slowest time of the year for us, considering that all the summer blockbusters were supposed to be kind of on their way, and I'm pretty sure Mulan or Black Widow was supposed to come out this month, but yep. due to COVID, we're not getting that. <laughs> Yeah, and they're all getting pushed to the fall for now. Hopefully they yeah. don't get pushed farther. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's all of the media Craig and I have consumed for the week. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed what you heard. Make sure to follow us on High Sensitivity, High H-I underscore Sensitivity at Twitter. Go ahead and email us at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. Well done. If you guys have any questions, I'm getting there. I've, you know, <laughs> there's a long time that I didn't remember it, but I'm, I think I got it now. I'm starting, nice. to, starting to nail these outros. Yep. And if you guys like the podcast, make sure you follow it on Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts. And if you can, you know, share it with friends. If you think somebody would like this, you know, start a conversation between both of you or something like that. And we ju- we just hope you're enjoying it just in general. We're sorry if there's any technical difficulties this week. Uh, we uh, Craig's audio has been spiking a little bit sometimes. I'm going to try to fix it in post as much as I can. Yep. Hopefully it still makes the podcast listenable. I promise I'm trying my best here. <laughs> but, right. but continue to stay safe out there, guys. And that's going to be it from us. See you later. <laughs>